Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with myself and Coach Carly. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good to be here. This morning, I I walked into our room, it's Sunday morning, and you were sitting there having a cup of tea staring out the window, and it brought me so much joy because you are such a doer, you're just always busy, and I was like, oh, how nice that you're just like sitting staring out the window, deep in thought, and that we need to have more of that. We need to have mm. more just sitting and doing nothing and contemplating and being creative. But then we, I sat down with you with my coffee and we started talking and ended up in a real rant, didn't it? And I actually wish we had um, recorded that conversation because it was quite insightful, but it was just on. It wasn't being, a rant about the weather. No, it was bigger than that. Not not like last week's one, even though the weather is shit house in Melbourne today, having Again. been brilliant for a couple of days and summer's here and then, oh no, winter's back. I but know. we're not complaining about that. We're not complaining. No, no we're not ranting about the weather. We're, we were ranting about the mental health crisis that we have at the moment and it's um it, it's it's alarming and concerning and it kind of got us talking about what topics um, topics that we could have on Mojo Monday and so we decided we were going to do a series on sort of guide for life mm-hmm. um so this is this is part one of that that series and it's a, a, I would say as well as alarming and concerning I think our conversation was and largely avoidable Yes, the me- mental health crisis, not exclusively, but largely if people would just um, follow certain rules slash guides in terms of their thinking. Right. So let's yes. talk about let's talk about the first principle. Let's call them principles. Let's talk about yeah. principles for a life of flourishing. Yeah. So the first principle, I like that, um, is accepting that life is hard. And I actually, I do not think there are many other life skills as important as this skill of acceptance, mm. um, that, that life is hard. And there is, it's an illusion that in order to live well, we need to be free of what we perceive, especially in the West, as, as good and bad feelings like anxiety, fear and worry and sadness and, and that these feelings need to go in order for us to live well. So that's that's the illusion, because this mm. leads. And, and sorry, I was just gonna I was gonna chip in. This is not original thinking, right? No. The, the the Buddha talked about this. One of the four noble truths of Buddhism. The first noble truth is that life is suffering. Mm. Um, the Stoics talked extensively about life being suffering uh, and uh, life being hard and Epictetus saying, you know, that, and I love this quote and I've said it many times, that we must all undergo a hard winter's training and not enter into lightly that for which we have not prepared. And he was talking about life. Um, But it wasn't just them, that um, lots of modern day philosophers are more modern. I've talked about Friedrich Nietzsche, talked about life was inherently difficult and filled with struggles. And it was embracing these challenges and helps us to find meaning in the face of, of adversity. Um, uh, Arthur Schop- Schopenhauer, he talked about it as well. Albert Camus, uh, Soren Kierkegaard's great philosopher, Jean-Paul Sartre, who's one of the great um, philosophers of modern times, all talked about this stuff as a fundamental principle 
that life is difficult and we need to get our heads around it and, and we need to orient ourselves to the fact that life is hard, difficult and, and involves suffering. But we're not. And isn't that amazing that this is this message has been around for over 2,000 years and we're still in, still in struggleville because we don't want to experience, have the full experience of being human, which involves all emotions, and we struggle so much with it that we want to avoid them, we want to control them, and this is where we can just go down this struggle vortex. And so this is where acceptance can be just so useful because what it does is by accepting, and we don't have to like it to accept it. So I, I think it's the it's the understanding of what acceptance means, which we can go into. Um, but using that term now, if we can accept it, we it frees us up to get on with our lives while these feelings come and go. Yeah. And look, I think something that has made stuff worse is all of the media um, hype around happiness. Yeah. Um, so I talk about happiness to corporates. In the year 2000, there was about 50 books that had been published historically um, on happiness. And by 2017, there was more than 23,000 books on happiness. That's what so we're striving for. We all want to be happy. Yeah, exactly. And then um, there was a big study done <clears throat> of, of a huge amount of countries and what parents want for their children. Um, most like what's the most pr- the, 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 the thing that they want. And it is about being happy in life, you mm. know, and, and in most Western nations, 70 odd percent of, of parents said that the most important thing that they want for their children is to be happy and, and much less being successful in life. The only country in the, in like the, the 20 most populous that, that parents went actually the more important to be successful was India. And that was by a fine margin. 51% of parents said the most important thing is being successful. Mm. Uh, and 49% said it's about being happy. But in all those other countries, particularly Western nations, we just want our children to be happy. And how many parents have said that? And how many people have said, I just want to be happy? Um, mm. you know, and, yeah. and it's a bit of an illusion or a trap, right? Russ, Russ Harris talks about Well, I was uh, actually going to say, Russ Harris, who wrote a great book called The Happiness Trap, his myth number one, happiness is our natural state. And the myth number two, if you're not happy, you're defective. Mm. And so, and, and, and back with the, uh, around the kids being happy too. I mean, I love seeing my kids happy. Like it brings me so much joy when my kids are happy. And when my kids are struggling, I really struggle too. I struggle seeing, but that this is life. It's like we cannot go and we, nobody has ever gone through life with the, just this total feeling of happiness. Mm. So this is where we, we accept this landscape of emotions, both the pleasant and the unpleasant. I prefer to describe them like that rather than good and bad. Some of yeah. them are really pleasant. Some of them are amazing and wonderful and some of them are not pleasant and some of them are really awful. But that's what being human is. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And And I think a lot of people now are on medication because they think that they should be um, feeling otherwise, right? So there's yes. a lot of people who are on 
antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication um, because they are they 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 feel um, or they don't feel like they think they should feel, and then they go to the doctor and they end up with a a prescription around it. But you you can't medicate yourself into a life of flourishing and fulfillment. And look, this is not to say. Let's be really really clear on this. This is not to say that everybody who's on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication is just on it because they feel a bit uncomfortable and they want stuff to go away. There, there's obviously, there's a massive continuum of stuff, but I th- think a lot of it is that people being on medications because they think that they should feel and think differently and they're wanting to outsource that or they're wanting the easy way around it. And again, this is not not said with judgment. It's just an observation of of what's going on. You know, got one in eight people in the UK and in Australia are on an antidepressant medication. One Mm. in eight. Like that Mm. is bonkers. I think this is a lack of life skills. And this is why I'm so passionate about ACTS, which is acceptance commitment therapy, is because it teaches us life skills. It gives us tools to be able to respond differently to these difficult thoughts and feelings that come up. If you don't have those skills, then, of course, our natural reaction is to seek comfort and just want to get rid of them because you don't see or you don't know that there's any other choice Mm. but if you learn these skills that act and and also stoicism and japanese psychology that they teach you how to respond to these feelings so they don't dictate your life they don't dictate what you do and that is just so important because when we get fused and tangled up in these thoughts and emotions it's like our we become very rigid in our thinking we're not flexible in our thinking. We come rigid with the emotions, and it's like it's the only—it's the truth, and there is no other option but to focus on them and try and get rid of them. Yeah. Whereas through okay. these skills, we can then create this space where it's not the whole truth. It's like I, I love that metaphor of turning the camera from a normal lens to a panoramic lens. It's like through these skills and strategies, you go, oh, my goodness, I actually have more choice here. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And 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 is there, other than the skills and, and, and applying learning and applying the skills, what, what is the main difference between a passive acceptance and the active incept- acceptance that you have in ACT and, and the, 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 the concept of arugamama in Japanese psychology? Yeah, you know, with things as they are, what needs to be done? So, is it just about that mindset uh, and approach to it, or is there anything else that differentiates passive acceptance from active acceptance? Well, a passive acceptance, which and this is where the word acceptance people can can struggle with that because there is this perception that acceptance is about putting up with something so I've got to put up with my anxiety do I I've just got to put up with my grief for but it's not it's it's an active acceptance so we like in act using active phrases like making room for it coexisting with so um so you're you're taking these thoughts and these feelings sensations along with you while you're living your life and and taking action 
moving towards the person that you want to be, moving towards what is important to you, which we call our values. Um, but it is um, it is all about it is all about acceptance and then action. So arugamama with things as they are, it's it is staunch acceptance of reality in this moment. Because if you can't accept what's in this moment, then that's that's a struggle because reality is right now. Mm. And then that with things as they are, what needs to be done is that first step towards whatever you need to do. Yeah. And and look, I think just to close this bit out, because we will in subsequent weeks talk about other principles for a flourishing life. Um, I, I think, again, it, it, it's not the nihilist kind of life is suffering, so it's all shit and what's the point? Yeah. Um, it's more the Stockdale paradox take on this that, that was named after Jim Stockdale um, from the prisoners in the Hanoi Hilton. And the Stockdale paradox is that when you're faced with challenges, um, as we all will, all will be, you must hold two seemingly opposable things in your mind at the same time. And, and one is um, to confront the most brutal aspects of your reality whatever they might be, that this is a shit circumstance, the universe has just given me a shit sandwich, this is going to be frigging hard. You, you know, there's challenges that are not too hard to overcome and then there's really hard ones. But at the same time, you have to have that unswerving belief that you will prevail in the end regardless of your circumstances. So I think mm. that Stockdale paradox plays into acceptance that, yeah. that yes, it is acceptance that you're going to get a shit sandwich from the universe. Sometimes it's a small one, sometimes it's a big one, but there has to be hope and optimism that you will prevail in the end. And so what we're going to do in subsequent weeks is give um, our um, guiding principles um, for living that flourishing life in the real world where happiness is not a permanent state of being. Mm, yeah. Okay, folks, that's it for this week. Catch you next time. See you next week.